The Tights and Fights podcast for over six years, a revolutionary force in sports and entertainment. I spit in the face a podcast that don't want to be cool. Welcome to Tights and Fights, <laughs> the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm the Halican Rana, Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by my fellow members of the Nation of Conversation, Dan Juan Puerto Rico, Daniel Radford. Woo! Uh, uh, no, no less way, Puerto Rico, but oh, I wish I was this week. Damn. <laughs> and a bitch loves a Kelkdo stick, Lindsay Kelk. What did we tell you? Let's get some, though. Let's get some Kelkdo sticks. I think if you put your name on it, you can hit people with no fear of recrimination if it's a Kelkdo stick and not a Kendo stick. Do you want all of us to go to the library and just take the newspapers off the sticks and smack each other around with them? Yeah. Why not? Those are kendo yeah. sticks. I'm available. I mean, how to to be <laughs> fair, you have let me chop you before. That's right. And you sold it like a motherfucker. I can take a bump. I can take a bump. I and sell I've a hit. I've seen that with my eyes. Yeah, we can. You could take a kendo stick bump. You could mm. do it. You could do it. I'm all about making other people look good. Like yes. we'll make a Google Calendar so everyone can let us know. Like, we'll make a Calendly so everyone listening can see when when's a good date. We can all get together in the library. Kendo Fest 2023. Keep your voice down. Ah. <laughs> uh-huh. Shush. <laughs> so we had the first major WWE event in Puerto Rico that got some great responses from fans. I have to bring this back to Philadelphia. I watched the Sixers game on Sunday in which the Sixers made me so mad I was yelling at my wife about them. Not at her, but I was yelling to her about them. Why would you talk them. about Philadelphia, Hal? Are you, are you from there? What is Philadelphia? Point, point I've being, never heard of it. they won on, a, on basically a last-minute shot at the end of the game. And when the game was finally over and the other team had made – they had made a three-pointer that would have given them the win, but the guy didn't get it off in time. And when they saw the replay, the sound that filled that arena mm. was insane. I heard a sound louder than that no less than five times during that event. So I, I love seeing people who don't get live events or premium events in their town. It's just so great to see fans that love it. Same thing as uh, Clash of the Castle. How can I say Booyaka Booyaka Sixers 1-9? Yes. Yes, you can. That was for you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And I waited. You saw I put up my hand like a polite lady. <laughs> you waited so nicely. I like that you cleared it. Well, because the the instant, well, because I'm not allowed to talk about the city of Philadelphia, so the incident came in my no, head. No, me and you both, babes. The me incident both. came into my head. I was like, I got to flag down hell. <laughs> Let him know that I'm safe. I mean, it's sad to me that I'll be allowed to go to a premium live event in Puerto Rico before I'm allowed to go to a premium live event in Philadelphia. But I mean. You know what you need to do. Should I, shall I write a statement? I'll write a statement as we get closer. I, well, now I might be all right with it because, uh, like you just said, how Puerto Rico, that was off. I, I don't know if things are currently off the chain mm-hmm. or off the hook. I don't know what things are We're off all of the right same now age. None in, of us know. In, with the kids. But it was off all those things. It was off them all. It was wild. That crowd was scorching red hot. 
they were so happy they were so pumped and it made me so happy and i loved it so much i have never enjoyed a backlash the way that i've enjoyed this one i didn't even go back to be like okay well let's make sure before you say that statement that there isn't one that you loved more no it is categorically not possible <laughs> and i went into it like literally so you know uh all of our favorite wrestler benito bad buddy <laughs> and when when that was announced that he was going to be doing backlash in puerto rico i was like oh they're we were all like they're going to do something fucking special this isn't going to be like a normal thing it's going to be something special and worth tuning into because normally backlash is like an extra special episode of Raw. It's like, you know, when TGIF yeah, would, would all of a sudden be like, dun, 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 dun. It's like, oh no, that child locked themselves in the refrigerator. They didn't know you weren't allowed to. The instant that I saw the reaction for the first match, freaking EO and Bianca, and the way that the roof was blown off, I was like, oh, this is not the same as other things. And you just saw the acknowledgement on the face of Bianca Belair. The WWE Universe tonight in San Juan firmly behind EO Sky. This is unfamiliar territory for Belair. Covered by Bianca in a kick out. When you're a superstar like Belair who feeds off of the WWE Universe, this can really throw you for a mental loop. This is why we have to stop having these pay-per-views live events, whatever, in the same 14 places mm -hmm. and start expanding them out because these audiences are fucking rabid. All I could think of the whole time was when Kelk was telling us about the women's match at WrestleMania. This was the opposite yeah. of that. Was anyone else expecting that reaction for EO? No. No. I was not expecting anything because it's backlash. And the instant you get in there, off of the roof. I, I, uh, you were in their group text, not you guys listening, but I'll tell you because we love you and we want to let you in on our process. I just texted all caps, this crowd. If there's one thing I can say about the people of Puerto Rico, it's that they're very smart in who should be a heel and who should be a face in all matches. <laughs> the charge I got out of watching that and going like, yes, because... I love Bianca Belair. I'm sick and tired of the white meat baby face reactions to everything. And her, her, mm -hmm. she was so smart. That's, that's like a, 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 a rock Hogan, right? Where the crowd is dictating the roles that you play. You come out with an mm -hmm. idea of how, what you're going to present. The crowd gives you something different. Bianca doesn't go full heel, but she stops being a baby face. Ross Geller pivots. The promo, 100%. she, she, yes, yes, she did a pivot. The post-match backstage interview she gave, it was like a scoop of vanilla ice cream with mayonnaise topping. It was so plain of like, she was real good. She gave me a good challenge. She's real good. Like, lose it. Lose your shit. Yeah, I wonder how long they'll keep it on her now, though, because I I thought she'd already crossed mm -hmm. the record the night before at SmackDown. Obviously, she didn't. She crossed the record on Saturday night of longest reigning mm -hmm. women's champion of the modern era. Um, I don't know if we're using that qualifier on the women's, but I love yeah. when they do. So I'm using it here because previously it was Nikki, right? Because mm -hmm. they had Nikki mm -hmm. take the, 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 the record off of AJ because they didn't mm -hmm. like AJ anymore. So they let Nikki take the record off of AJ and now they don't like Nikki anymore because Nikki's not a Bella anymore. Nikki's mm -hmm. a Garcia now. So now mm -hmm. that they've taken the record back, 
and they've got it back in-house, which is where they like it. I'm wondering if her time is numbered, if her days Well, are and here's my thing. Mm-hmm. I actually like the fact that we are at an era where a fucking black woman can be at the point where people are comparing her to John Cena and being like, oh, she never loses, like John Cena. It's like, okay, but he's like one of the toppity, toppity, top, top, tops of all time. So that's kind of dope that you're comparing her to them. So obviously I'm also like, but I am on record as being like, I love Heal Bianca. I think that she's great. I, in my brain, have an entire storyline about how she could go back to her heel days, but they won't do it. But I have one in my brain and I won't share it because that's the easiest way to being sad and ruin. For me, I don't see it as a loss for Bianca. I see it as a win for the future of women's wrestling. We see who is hot and who can take over the next generation because sometimes I feel like they don't know that they can move on from the four horsemen, but they ain't all there no more. They had the shenanigans from Damage Control and Julian. I would be remiss if I didn't mention the pants. Mm. <laughs> no, and Julian's not I assumed Julian was going to come in and do a very special four count to put over Bailey's pants. Because he was very keen. To be to be fair, they are good pants. Those amazing pants. Next time you all see Julian like bench pressing a horse uh, in the streets, he will be wearing yeah. Bailey's. And that's a rest pants. day for him. Floating pants. Yes. Well, they yeah. have vents, yeah. so you can let the Just air a horse. through. I feel like there's this idea that the only way to turn somebody heel when they've been a babyface is to have them lose, and I. Mm think we're forgetting the middle of Punk's championship run when he went from face to heel because the most important thing was keeping the belt. And so it just became it like it it corrupted him. The power corrupted him. The power can mm. corrupt her. She doesn't need to lose. She could stay the champion for another year. But this mm. th- I'm bored of everything she does outside of being in the ring. Her character really easily tips over into arrogance, mm. right? And that's the easy route mm. to making her a heel. It makes it so easy for you. And it, you can do it in one or two weeks if you want to, or it can be a slow burn. You just ratchet up the EST. Mm-hmm. You know, you just turn exactly. it up. You just tighten it a little bit. You make it a little bit more arch. You make it a little bit that's more That's what she wants. Braggy. That's yeah. all you need to do. We're just going to skip around here. Let's go to the other women's title match where where Rhea Ripley beat Zelina Vega, but it was a great moment for her. The emotion, like what a dream for her to get to come out in, in Puerto yes. Rico, representing the country, come in as a face, get the support of the entire crowd, put on a really competitive match. Rhea did a great job of making her look good. Like the two of them, she's obviously a more than capable wrestler. And the two of them worked really well together. The dynamic was good. It felt competitive. The right person won. And Rhea, also to her credit, the way she worked the crowd as a heel was fantastic. It was just great. Great all around. What a great moment for for Zelina Vega. I don't know how much it extends past this, but when you see that, you go like, oh, she could, she would be a credible champion. Like a a Ray-type champion. She got to, I'm sorry, at the end of the day, Dale... I literally think getting the chunklet from your mom (laughs) and throwing it at someone, I think that's a finisher. I'm sorry. I've never (laughs) seen anyone do that before. That's a finisher. Mom, chunklet, throw, 
sit down. If we can allow people to do that for the people's elbow, we can give Selena Vega this. Only the mom can knock people out with it. It was that was such a great moment. And you know what? <laughs> Good job, Michael Cole, explaining it to to anybody who doesn't yeah. know what that is. Like, you need contact. Yeah. The live crowd, obviously, they all understand. Like, great moment, but yeah. he really is. Yes. Like, he doesn't get his flowers enough for the work he's been doing for the past almost year. I mean, really, he's been doing it way longer. He's always been a decent broadcaster, but he's kicked it up a notch and really has done a fantastic job creating context for people who are watching. So. Good yeah. job, Michael Cole. Oh, I'm very excited about Bailey being on the same show as Michael Cole. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it crazy how small Backlash felt in terms of the number of competitors, but also felt like a huge, important event? Yeah, truly. Um, It's almost like if you just invest in maybe six matches and really invest in them in front of a crowd that wants to get it, we'll all go home happy. Wow, that's crazy. I want everyone to get paid, but man, come on. It's true, but you look at it and look at the, the people who weren't there. And I'm not even talking about Roman. I'm talking about like Imperium, Street Profits, Brawling Brutes, Drew yeah. McIntyre, like all of these. Yeah. Uh, we did have the other secondary champion, which is Austin Theory, and they match with Bronson Reed and mm. Bobby Lashley. It was a really good match. It was really fun. I'm really digging his. Yeah. He, he's uh, Austin Theory's doing all the little things. Like everybody looked great. Yeah. I like Bronson. Yeah, Reed. that's one of. I like that boy. This version of him is better than what we got when he was called up. Obviously, yeah. that was a when that was a botch. Godzilla, mm. that, like drawings on his top. <laughs> like, let's not. Yeah. Let's not. Let's just let the man do his thing that he does, and he, he's really good at it. It turns out so. I'm I'm down for this theory run. I I know people are like I hate that guy. I'm like you're supposed to <laughs> like news news yeah. just in. He's a shitbag. Uh, that's part of it. That's like his whole thing. So keep going, baby. Keep keep shitbagging. <laughs> like shitbag's gonna yeah. shitbag. I don't know what else to tell you, <laughs> uh, but I'm I'm into it. We had Seth Rollins beating Omos with a with a stomp off of the top rope, which looked great. The best Omos has Pass. looked hands down. It's the best Omos has looked. I, do you know what? <laughs> the I, guy is trying. He's trying so hard. They all are. And we are. like him as they a human now. And I, yes. we had to go out before the end of the show and I was running around doing stuff while that match was on and I came back in the living room and Jeff was watching it and I was like, oh, I'm surprised because you hate, he hates Omos and he hates Seth Rollins' song more than anything else on the planet to the point where it's like having a child that gets upset about something. If I want to upset him, I can just sing the Seth Rollins song and he'll leave the room. And then we live in a very small house. Uh, so there isn't far for him to go. And he was just like, I think it's a good match. And I was like, really? And he was like, well, it's Omos's best match for sure. And I was like, well, also that's not a tall bar to cross, is it? But on second watch, he was correct, in my opinion. I thought mm-hmm. it was good. I think... When presented with the crowd that is like that fucking crowd, mm-hmm. you want to show up and show out. And I'm not saying that Omos hasn't done that before. I'm saying that like maybe this is one of the events where, you know, if you're watching a movie and then suddenly someone is like, we well, have to tap into your inner power to like make this thing happen. I'm like, oh, well, this was his inner power. He tapped in. And figured it out. So hopefully he keeps that going, because I would like that. That crowd also makes up for a lot. Yeah. 
That's yeah, what I'm absolutely. saying. Channel that influence it. It's very rare to have a big guy who is also a breakout when you're a big tall guy. Yeah. Like that. Mm. To have a a really good match with Seth Rollins, not saying he was entirely carried. I thought he did a good job is one thing because it's Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins has good matches with pretty much everybody he wrestles. The test for him is going to be where to go with him moving forward. I see them trying to build him. This is probably the best way possible you could do it. I don't know what his long-term thing is. Again, I feel like he and I would get along really well. I don't know why I feel like we have similar interests, but <laughs> I, I, I have nothing to go on but If you invite instinct, him to your house, I, do you have to have like one of those giant tankards? Like for him a stein yeah like a bit like a double size stein for him to drink from um like yeah. I, I assume he only has like giants things like he would have giant plates <laughs> and you would have to serve him an entire bag of dino nuggets and this is because i love him this is a this is a positive I, this is not an insult i would be like would you like a snacky and he would need the whole like bin bag full of popcorn and then like you would get maybe like a little crumb with like a little bit of marmalade on it and it would be like nom 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 yes oh, forced perspective yeah. that's what i'm looking for here. the bloodline thank you <laughs> the bloodline <laughs> defeated this, this being the usos and solo sokoa Defeated Matt Riddle and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Red hot crowd. Really great match. Solo would have done better if he had shoes. Oh, he's his little <laughs> Matt sockies. Riddle too. Yeah, yeah. Look, Matt Riddle took the loss, not wearing shoes. It was it was shoeless on shoeless pin. Shoeless on shoeless violence. Really fun match. The unraveling of Jey Uso continues as they become desperate to work their way back into the good graces of the bloodline. They're still. On the outs and the the stuff with Solo kind of turning his back on them. Again, layers and layers and layers. And if it's if it's the same huge thing every week, it's not as good. So now we're in this new phase of the Usos can't mm. take care of business. And they didn't get the pin on, uh, mm. uh, on the Sunday, boys. Saturday, whatever the hell it was. <laughs> they didn't get the pin. So It's Saturday now. I am it's, also adjusting. Yes. It's weird, right? So yeah. weird. It's still weird. It's still weird. Um, I got to... All of I, our lives, like 20 years. All right. I, I thought for sure. I was like, well, Cody's coming to WWE now. The blood mm-hmm. has to stop. Can't have people bleeding all the time. Mm-hmm. And he didn't bleed. No. What he did do was take another man's blood and paint himself up like he's in Lord of the Goddamn Flies. Well... And I'm not here for that. I'm not here for... for that blood, I'm sorry, that blood added nothing to that match. Oh, see, I thought this was one where it did. I actually felt like the blood did add a little a little spice. So, I mean, the match we haven't talked about and we're going to talk about, obviously, and I'm just going to cry all the way through because it made me so happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's going to be the last. Right? So the last, fact that last. Cody had to come after that, Cody Priest, mm-hmm. and even the Usos, uh, the Bloodline versus Sammy Kevin and Riddle, it felt like... You don't want to call it a cool-down match, but it ended up being a little bit of a cool-down match, at least for the first mm-hmm. 10 minutes of that. And I did feel like Cody and Brock, while it was brutal mm. and while it was great, we'd had such a fucking event and such a highlight already two matches back. It almost felt to me mm. like, I'm like, well, I've seen this. It's Brock Lesnar doing Brock Lesnar stuff and Cody doing Cody stuff. But I did think this was one of those matches where... Brock bleeding meant something because it's kind of that like you made me bleed my own blood 
moment. No one makes me bleed my right. own blood. No one makes me bleed my own blood. You made me bleed my own blood. Um, and also it was fucking ugly. I don't know if everyone got to catch the state of him on Raw, but he is banged up. Um, he bled his own blood and blacked his own eye. Uh, so I, I actually felt like it did add something to the brutality of it. And then that has fed into the follow-up brutality at Raw. And I guess now they're going to go fighty fight fight fights again. So Brock can get his win back. So Brock can get his win back. Yeah. Uh, but in another country, so it doesn't count. Oh yeah. He's going to get his lick back. But I did, I, I, I know you're saying, Helen, I, I, I am not a fan of blood, but I did think this is, typically this is one of those instances where blood elevates the intensity of what was happening for me. Okay, that's fair. As soon as like obvious hard ways started happening, I was like, no. When you think about whenever you see Brock wrestle, Brock's face is always very red. Like he is a red-faced man. Do you know what that red is? It's blood. So he's already got a lot of blood right under the skin. And all you had to do was sort of flick him. And it just all came gushing out. But I am excited to see, and I am going to confirm this now for everyone listening, um, Brock has entered his Speak Now, Taylor's version era. This is his reclaiming of Speak Now. He's going back to his roots. He's speaking his own voice. This is him back to where he began. It's coming. He's he he did it. He knew he heard that Taylor had announced it, and he was like, "It's time for me to step into my speak now, Brock's version." And thank era. you, thank you, Brock. <laughs> Appreciate yeah. it. Maybe this is a controversial take. I didn't have a problem with the finish. It made sense to me that the only way he was going to beat him is like getting lucky, and he wouldn't. Oh yeah, I didn't he, mind that at the all. The logic, and maybe this is me. Well, we all fill in mm. the blanks as fans. As he was counting on getting mm-hmm. a tap before, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it cinched in, and yep. he's trying to get him to pass out or whatever, and slipped up and and took the pin. So we'll see. We'll see what the return match is like. But that wasn't a bad first match. Nah, I didn't care for the blood personally, but I take your point. I just think it was it was up against everything after what had come before it, and I yeah. think if they maybe if they had known. I don't know, because I don't know what's in Brockity Brock's contracts, but if they had known Same. the street fight was going to be what it was, how could you have not put it on last? Like, I've watched it yeah. twice. I've watched it twice since Saturday. Can- it's fucking... Girl, like, I, I literally was like, how would they put this match at the end? And then, like, even... And I will say this, before I even saw the Brock match, I was like, oh, yeah, no, no, no. They have to put this in the middle because this crowd will wear themselves out. And then they didn't somehow. And then Brock Cody happened, and I was like, ew. You don't want to end on an ew when you peaked with yeah. a, what the fuck? Uh, yeah, which they, was, they, I don't yeah. know if anyone heard but that, people, that was But people me. liked it. Yeah. Yeah, people liked it. That's, like, great. I love it. If you like it, I love it for you. But it was one of those moments where I was like, that's a bad oh, running order. I don't like watching Hard Ways. Yeah. I don't like watching any of them. But yeah. So we're in this weird era. You know, I grew up with like William Shatner going on Raw <laughs> to promote Tech War and mm. Cy Sperling showing up. Like these are the celebrity. Alice Cooper accompanying uh, Jake the Snake Roberts to to the ring. Like those were when when all the Chicago Bears 
that were in that battle royal in WrestleMania 2. Like, the idea yeah. of celebrities coming in wrestling has always been, oh, it's a surprise if they're any good. Like, Maria Menounos could have been way worse. Snooki was way better mm, than anybody yep. expected. Donald Trump was was an absolute dumpster fire who should never take a bump. Like, he's... Uh, apparently, when you earn, when your net worth, if you claim to be a billionaire or are a billionaire, you get you're really bad at taking bumps because he's he makes Vince look like Shawn Michaels. But now we're in like Stephen Stephen Amell comes in and does a match with Cody at SummerSlam. You're like, oh, he was really good. Mm. Now you have Logan Paul, who's basically a superstar, and Bad Bunny, who comes in, and is like, oh, he's great. Oh, he's great again. The guy fucking made Damian Priest la- uh, this weekend. It's you're not supposed to as a celebrity really like make someone. And yet I think I, I it would be really hard if they didn't already look at Damien Priest and go, This guy is is again world like credible world champion material. Yeah. If if that wasn't something everybody mm-hmm. was on the same page about before, watching that match lets you know Oh. That he is more than ready. We're light years away from NXT North American creepy dude in the bar hanging out with ladies. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Light years <laughs> away from where he is. I fucking hated that guy. And it's not that long ago that I was telling you what I would do if I bumped into him in a bar in New York. And it wasn't what he thought we would all do when he was claiming it. Because that was his character. And he was a skis. And he was gross. And I hated his guts. I mm-hmm. fucking love him. I love him so much. They put on such a great match. They put on such a good show. They made each other look fucking great. Like, you could feel the trust coming through the screen. You could feel the chemistry coming through the screen. And it just, I could not take my eyes off it. It was one of, I'm, I'm, I'm hyperbolic because I'm still in like the afterglow of how much I loved it. But it was one of the mm. most. It's a podcast. Right? Yes. It was one of the most compelling matches I can remember watching in that I could not take my eyes off it. And I didn't know what was coming next at any second. We could just have an hour of me telling you how much I love that match and why I loved it. And it wasn't just Bad Bunny's dump truck, which I thought was very impressive. Uh, he's clearly been working out. Benito <laughs> has not missed leg day. Dumps like a truck, truck, truck. Yes. Right? What a fun fucking match. What a triumph. Yeah. And they loaded it with all the goodies. Like, hey, here's Savio Vega, who they'd already shown back. Say, here's Carlito. And he pulls out the apple well, and the we apple. get the apple spit. We get oh. Rey Mysterio in a full yes. luchador mask. His face is completely covered. Every time we think that Bad Bunny has reached his zenith, he keeps going. And it's weird to say that about like the biggest recording artist in the world. That would be like if Beyonce suddenly showed up <laughs> and fucking power bombed Brock Lesnar. Which I still want to see, by the way. I, or if... Beyonce let Brock Lesnar powerbomb her through that table off that fucking. Exactly. Oh my god! And if he, if she let them throw a kick a fucking trash can into her face, like the bumps he took 
the risks he took when they were stood up on the the top of those uh, cases before he went through the tables. I was just like, no one has insured this. They could only have done this in Puerto Rico. They never could have done it in the States because no one has insured Bad Bunny to do this. There's no fucking way. Well, and it's one of those things where it's like every single thing he wore, he did whatever was a tribute to fucking Puerto Rico. And he was like, no, like, it's one of those like fun Easter egg hunts. Part of the reason he wanted to use sliced bread number two was because it is a move that AJ Lee, who is Puerto Rican, used. Oh, I assumed it's because he was a big Eva Marie fan. But okay. Well, she did a beautiful sliced red number two. Like, let's never forget. Yeah. Let's never forget. Like I said, if I ever go into wrestling, I won't because I'm broken. It'll be a sliced <laughs> rad number two. I've said this. Slice, sliced bread number two always makes me think of the curly shuffle. I and mean, there's no real, uh, there's nothing to support it. It just feels like they're, they're like the same vibe. I get the same vibe off of both of them. It's I like nice. Vibes, the vibe though. is nice. <laughs> like I like a vibe, yeah, but I do like that he put and that in I'll, just to give us to tip yeah. tip his hand to who had trained. Uh, I love that uh, Michael Cole was like announcing all of these like things. What was like? Oh, this is a tribute to this Puerto Rican mm-hmm. like thing. Context. This is a like I loved that, and I loved like the love that was given. Man, especially like that fucking island has been through so much between. Everything, the hurricanes, the everything, and like getting to a point now where they can have this big of an event there with the biggest star in the world, Benito, Bad Bunny, who is Puerto Rican, coming and making this feel like it's the biggest thing ever. Oh, God. Yeah. I died. We asked you out on the Nation of Conversation what you thought. Addison on Twitter said, Bunny versus Priest was one of the better street fights I've seen, let alone celebrity mm. matches. Thought it was hilarious how much less invested the crowd was in Cody and Brock at the end than they were in Bunny and Zelina. Yep. Probably that is tired. correct. Mark on Twitter said, A solid B-plus show elevated to an A by a hot San Juan crowd and a hell of a match from the poster boy of the event. I don't know that I agree with the first assessment, but certainly... Like, why not? The crowd definitely, I made it, help, they helped elevate the Omos match. You can continue to leave us your thoughts on Backlash on our Facebook group and all of our other socials via the links in the show notes. When we come back, we've got a new world heavyweight champion on the way. That's up next on Tights and Fights. Hi, I'm Travis McElroy. And I'm Teresa McElroy. And we're the host of Schmanners. We don't believe that etiquette should be used to judge other people. No, on Schmanners, we see etiquette as a way to navigate social situations with confidence. So if that sounds like something you're into, join us every Friday on Maximum Fun, wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Loveland, and I'm joined by... Danielle Radford. And... Lindsay Kelk. It's time to give one corner of wrestling some extra attention. This is our main event. Anal bleeding. Whoa! Rhymes with shit. Holy shit! I love Kate! 
and a hard fart victory. Live, Hal. What? It's been a while, but I think I know what the next one will be Ooh. next week, guys. Ooh. Oh, good. Mm. WWE has had one world champion ever since Roman Reigns beat Brock Lesnar to unify the WWE and Universal titles. Now they will crown a new world heavyweight champion in a few weeks, the next premium live event. Uh, we are recording this on Monday evening, and on the Raw side, they have advanced Seth Rollins. He'll be representing Raw. On SmackDown, we will have... One competitor come out of the field of six, which currently is Sheamus, Bobby Lashley, Edge, AJ Styles, Austin Theory, and Rey Mysterio. So uh, of those six, who's the right person to to come out and compete for that title? Rey, I think. Yeah, you think Rey? <sighs> See... I mean, I think just looking at like the like what we are doing right now, I feel like Ray is on his like like really fun. I'm gonna get this work done, but also I always say that every time Ray comes back, and then like 20 years later he'll be back looking the same <laughs> and moving the mm-hmm. same. But I do kind of feel like it'll be Ray. See, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if this current Ray needs a title or has a title. I. Don't- I- I'm looking at it. I, I, I mean, I could see it going in any direction except for Austin Theory, honestly, but my gut mm-hmm. says Edge, maybe. Because why else uh-huh. is he back? You know? And there were all those rumors about him going over to the other place to play with his friend. Yeah. So it's like, why did they mm. draft him? Why is he back if he's not going to get it? And he didn't get it at Mania a couple of years ago and we thought he was going to get it. And it's a nice line because it's the big gold belt. I like that for him. I, I think you're right. I agree with you. I think Edge is the right choice. I don't think he's going to win the title. I don't think he is either, but I... <laughs> I of course. There are a lot of things we would like that never happen. Okay, <laughs> mom. I want heal Jesus. Bianca Belair. How long am I going to have to fucking wait for that? <laughs> so the reason why I think Edge is such a good choice is... I think Rollins is the guy that they want to give the belt to. He makes perfect sense. You need a, a somebody who's going to build the title up because the title means nothing right now except that mm-hmm. except what it's supposed to be and it's going to be the job of whoever holds it to build it up through through match work and he's the perfect guy to do that. Oh, I'm just going to hear that song so many times, Hal. We're going to hear them singing uh, that music. You're going to hear it anyway. You're going to hear it anyway. There might as well be a belt attached. Wait, the oh oh oh. Yeah. <laughs> Why couldn't have they just uh, made it a nicer tune? Not quite so him, discordant. It, anyway. Him defeating Edge gives it a... Pre- that, that's like prestige right yeah. off the bat that that's the person he beats to claim it. And they can have some sort of shenanigans involved. Somebody can cost Edge the match that'll kickstart a program to go, head into SummerSlam because I think that's his next major thing. But he, this way he gets the, the Jetta payday. Yeah. And kick something off and we know they love a veteran and they love a big name and they i know they're contractually obliged to bring a certain number of big names and veterans right like that or at least they were Mm -hmm. at one point so it does make sense for it to be him and and it does make sense for (sighs) seth to win i know that it does and i don't i don't know why i'm so like ugh about it because i i'm like no i totally get it no because it's what we've always because he's done so much work and he's carried things for so long and they should acknowledge the he's work that, that he's dude. done yes. with a title. But I also feel like he's been doing it. In f- maybe, you know, it's like the job thing, right? Where it's like you have to do the job that you want to be promoted to for a year before they actually give you the job. 
as like, oh, you want to be manager? Well, I start acting like a manager. And it's like, are you going to pay me like a manager? Like, not for about a year or so. And I feel like he's been doing that, right? Like, so Seth's been the guy for so long and they haven't been able to put a belt on him because Roman has the belt. So now he's finally going to get the belts. But I just, I know we've talked about this a thousand times. I get a little bit bored of Seth Rollins sometimes. Please don't come for me. Mm -hmm. I think he's great and I love him, but I do get a little bit bored of his... Maniacal laugh, maniacal laugh. Or you say I'm a clown? Well, guess what, pal? You're the joke. Your title reign's a joke. Your bloodline's a joke. Your family is a joke. Your cousin's a joke. Your daddy, your uncle, they're a joke. And tomorrow night, it all goes up in smoke. Seth is 100% someone who will make everyone else around him look good. I just, every evolution of Seth has been the same thing. Mm. And I am very, if if he's going to be, and he is, the top guy for another decade, I need to see something else. I figure maybe he won't have it very long. That's the only upside that I can think of is like, they're, they're just, they're giving it to him because they can't put it straight on Cody because then it looks like the commiseration prize. So maybe Seth gets it to say thank you for all your hard work. You get to be the first person that held this. That's a really nice feather in the cap. It's a nice acknowledgement of all the work that you've done, but you are dropping it at SummerSlam. Sorry. You know? And I like all of his fashion stuff, but it does sometimes feel like, okay, but the only thing you ever change is... No, he laughs as well now, Danielle. He laughs as well. But inside... Yeah. The laugh is here. He changed yeah. his clothes and he, he does is, a laugh he does now. Laugh. You're right. <laughs> it's it's um but then I do wonder if that's just like the mania of parenthood and he doesn't even know if he's doing the laugh. It's like he just could be sleep deprived, you know? Like I've a lot of my friends have had kids in the last couple of years and they don't always know they what they're doing. Like they're very tired. Yeah. Cassidy's sleeping through the night now. <laughs> um, I think that's a fair point. I think the changes have been subtle. I think this 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 is different than the architect. Certainly, there's been some growth from there, but he's essentially been the same person for for a long time. Mm. Unfortunately, you know, it's it's again, it's you could almost you could parallel it with Bianca. The crowds are still reacting the way they're supposed to, and they're into huge. But and right now, his job as the company man is to come in and help make this title because the title's not yes and And he'll do it it, and he'll do a great job of it it's just for as long i was looking for something a bit more fresh and exciting and then i remembered i was watching wwe and i've been a fan of it for a long time and i should know better (laughs) i do hate cody not being on smackdown or not being on the same program as roman because it felt like that was the title he was supposed to be going after so yes there's there's no reason for him to go after this world title. What story no. are we finishing? There exactly. was no, it turns out there wasn't a story to finish. I, I'm so glad you brought that up, Hal, because I was so curious last week um, with your thoughts and feelings on where, where Cody was drafted and the fact that, that we're not getting perhaps what we had hoped for and anticipated uh, with regards to the Cody Roman storyline. How, yeah. how much does that hurt the overall story for you? Um, I, You know... I definitely did a home improvement when I saw it happen. <laughs> I was like, Err? but I learned this from doing that Q and A with Christian. Is like I'm willing to sit and wait and see where they take it. 
and mm. maybe separation is a good thing. Maybe that story is not done yet. It certainly felt like unfinished business. So... Well, and Cody got cheated, right? I mean, that's still yes. the thing, is Cody didn't lose clean. So that's, to me, it feels unfinished because of that more than anything else. More than the yeah. fact he didn't win, it's the fact that he didn't win clean. I think we have to get to the other side of Night of Champions. If you want to pick apart Backlash, which I don't think we need to, you could say, well, I, you know, I went into that, I, I would have bet every every cent I had in the bank that that none of the titles were going to change hands. Because there's no point in changing them there. It do, it wouldn't count. No. And, and you're, you're uh, crowning a new champion. So that's your yeah. bells and whistles, you know? Yes. So I think we need to get past that. I think we need to get to money in the bank. I have so many questions. Do you think Cody wins money in the bank? No. And cashes in on Roman? It's Well, that's possible. I really like L.A. Knight to win Money in the Bank. I know. Even if he doesn't I just, keep it. I just like L.A. Knight. Yeah. There's He's a lot of things a, I like that, that I'm such like, a star. Eh. You don't have to strap a main event rocket to him, but you got to send him up that mid card. I agree. Yeah. He's just too good. He's like he's just going to make it impossible to ignore him. I'm going to make a doom terrible thing that I don't want to happen. But what is going to happen is in two years... He's going to be on commentary. He might be. He'd be a great commentator. He'd be fantastic. But I think it's not necessarily what everyone at this point would want for him. But in two years, he's going to be on commentary. Mm-hmm. He's good at talking. Or they did with Taz. They did that with Taz. Yes, they did. Taz they did that with Taz. There we go. Taz was fantastic on commentary. Yeah. And he's great. Yes. Perfect. Yeah, perfect. Guy knows how to talk. Mm-hmm. Well, if you have any thoughts on the upcoming new World Heavyweight Champion, you can let us know on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. Mm-hmm. When we come back, we've got some things from wrestling we want to share with you. That's up next on Tights and Fights. Hey, it's John Moe, inviting you to listen to Depression Mode with John Moe, where I talk about mental health and the lives we live with all kinds of people. Famous writers. David Sedaris, welcome to Depression Mode. Thanks so much for having me. Movie stars. Jamie Lee Curtis, welcome to Depression Mode. I am happy to be here. Musicians. I am in St. Paul, Minnesota. I'm talking to Amy Mann. Great to talk to you. And song exploders. Rishi K. Shearway, welcome to Depression Mode. Thanks so much for having me. Everyone's opening up on Depression Mode on Maximum Fun. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Loveland, joined by Danielle Radford and Lindsay Kelk. It's time to share the joy of wrestling with you. This is the three count. Watch my three count. Danielle. What are you going to put over? This entire week in wrestling has been really good, but there was a great WWE feature with the Usos while they were completely 100% like getting on um, Sola Sequoia about his lack of shoes on his feet, which if y'all know me, I definitely have always been very much like, please wear shoes, please wear shoes. It makes me nervous. Whether or not it's culturally appropriate, I'm always like, oh, I, 
just think your toesies are going to get stamped on. And the Usos definitely agree with me when talking about Zola Sequoia. So here's the clip. <laughs> we was dripped out for real. Yeah, only thing is we, we trying to get my boy Solo in some shoes, you know what I'm saying? Some <laughs> boots Solo, or something. Yeah, yeah. I told Solo, bro, it's 2023 right Sometimes here, his feet hurt. You know, he, he don't want to say nothing, but he be sitting there with a the straight you face. Your feet like, to, you want your feet turning to Matt Riddle feet? Or you put some socks on? <laughs> It makes me so happy. Yeah, do you Riddle want feet. your feet to turn into Matt Riddle feet? No, thank you. <laughs> Would he just troll them by putting on socks at a house show one day? Aww. Gorgeous. Eager, don't run down the stairs in socks, though, because my mom ran down the stairs in socks and she fell all the way down the stairs and got her arm caught in a sewing machine. So don't do it. Don't That's, do it. Don't just wear socks. Yeah. Solo. Bad idea. <laughs> I don't imagine there'll be a sewing machine at the corner of the staircase, wherever he might be on his way to the ring. But you never know, do you? It could be like a Sleeping Beauty match or something. Yeah, you never know. Just slide right down the ramp, Solo. Just slide right down the ramp. No, don't run in just socks, people. That's a PSA from me to you. Yes. <laughs> l- l- how soon we forget risky business? <laughs> He's sliding in socks. Look, like and if they had the special movies. hospital socks that you should be wearing, then he wouldn't. It would be da 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 da, and it wouldn't have worked. Lindsay, what are you putting over? Not just don't run, run in, in socks. socks. That's what I'm not going to put over. I would never normally do this to you. I would never normally do this to anyone. But if you haven't seen the Bad Bunny episode of Carpool Karaoke, while we're on a Benito theme, it is excellent. Um, And not only because he says that his match at WrestleMania was the best day of his life. (laughs) Completely straight-faced. He then takes James Corden to a wrestling ring to train to become a wrestler with Rey Mysterio. No. So if you haven't seen it, like, if you can power through the cordon of it all, and I know that's a big ask, and I I appreciate that, and I apologize in advance. Um, I was going to get really excited because I thought Bad Bunny was, like, the only celebrity that had had a WWE match and appeared at the Met Gala, but there were more. Um, and one of them was President, and one of them was Colin Jost. So it, it turns out he's the only good celebrity that that's right. been what, in a WWE Jost match and at the Met Gala. Mm. Take- yeah, Joyce was at Mania in that in that um, battle royal. Mm. Yeah. Um, so oh, that's it, right. It, so Benito is one of a, a small crew there, but he's not the only one. So I had to find something else, and unfortunately, it, it involved James Corden. This may be a step too far, Calc. It may. I be know. A step. Maybe. And maybe, anyone that maybe. does suffer through it, you can like DM me directly, and I will apologize to you personally for suffering through the James. <laughs> How British Corden. of you. Yeah, it's, I, do you know what? We brought him over here. It's our fault. That's it's, true. He's, he's ours. We made that. And then we dumped it here. And I am sorry. This is one of me those. Personally, it's one of but, those American uh, uh, British things where it's like, we've all, we've all done bad. I mean, the man managed to make cats worse than cats was. And that's wild. I thought me. his British accent was fake. I was yeah, like, no, oh, he's, he and did I not give Buster for the mm. proper respect. I agree. So that's why he can never really be in wrestling. But I do get you do get to see him gets ass kicked, so that's fun. That is fun. I just want to go back to the Chonkla moment, and we talked about Michael Cole a couple times. Here's him providing context for it. Just a great job, Michael Cole. Oh, look at this! 
That is a chakra, ladies and gentlemen. And for those of you with Latino heritage, you will get the significance of this. That was handed to her from her mom, Monique. And there are many children that can understand what that's all about, as Rhea Ripley is now ticked off. All right, that does it for this episode of Tights and Fights. This week, your hosts were Daniel Radford and Lindsay Kelk, along with me, Hal Lublin. You can follow me at Hal Lublin. Go see the Thrilling Adventure Hour in June. Uh, go support the WGA and the people who are on strike. I wish uh, yes. I wish I could go, but I, my day job would probably not be happy if I was like, I'm going to go stand on a picket line. I'm there in my heart. Support unions. Danielle? Yeah, there's a ton that you can do if you want to um, support the WDA. Aside from sitting on the picket line, um, go to their website, find out what actions they are supporting. And there is a like community fund for people who are not working right now and who need to have their health care and all that other stuff taken care of. We will put that down in the links below. Julian, I will send you that link. Please support the WGA. I think most of everyone who listen to this podcast knows exactly why it's important and we don't have to persuade you you're good people and you believe that people should be paid a fair wage and you don't believe that every writer in hollywood makes two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year like come on um so yeah i will um there will be links down below and yes definitely check those out I have announcements. They'll come soon. Find me on my socials, blah, blah, blah. If you listen to this, you know them. But most importantly, like Hal said, support the WGA. Lindsay. Well, I mean, more of that, I guess. Uh, <laughs> like more of that. Um, hashtag WGA. Like, yep, get in it. I'm sure you all you already know about it, but get into it. Write letters, email people, tweet. Do the things that you can do that is easy if you can. We appreciate it. Um, so all of that and obviously books. Uh, more writing, if you will. Um, bookshops, libraries, they're in there. Love Me Do is coming out this summer. It's really good, I've heard. Hey! <laughs> Check that out. Also, especially <laughs> since like a lot of your faves who are not able to do screenwriting stuff right now have always done the stuff that they've always done. You could support those, yeah. and that's another great way to support a writer. Um, or if some folks right now who might be missing out on jobs are voice actors who do a lot of really cool things that you like, that's also another way to like support them right now. Help! <coughs> oh, just wait till July when SAG goes on strike. <laughs> oh, boo. And if the animation look... We we about to be mm-hmm. in it. Long haul, baby, is it is time for everyone to make a living wage. Our producer is the San Pun Puerto Rico. Julian Burrell, senior producer at Maximum Fun, is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our new theme music, so we're putting him over for that. Woo. Thank you to all the Max Fun members that keep this show going. Keep up with us all week long on all of our social media channels. Those are in the show notes. Find our Tights and Fights WrestleMania shirt at maxfunstore.com and celebrate ice cream Christmas all year long. We'll be back next week for more, you guessed it, wrestling. Here comes the pain, bow to the masters, this is a podcast, they are podcasters, Max Fun's the network,
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.